Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. of shade in this in these hot times in the other realm uh, but here in the correct realm we are arbored up to the max I, ca- I can't see for arbors there's one to the left of me one to the right 16 or 17 out in the garden with beautiful magnoliae and wisteria and ivy casting us in beautiful green shade. Yes, it's the week in pubs. I am your landlord, John Robbins, here at the Moon Underwater. And with me, propping up the bar with a wonderful shine on his cheeks, is the lovely Robin Allender. Hello, Robin. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for that. Complimenting my shine. Yes, shine, shine, shine. Let it shine. That's what mm. I say. What's, what is an arbour? Oh, uh, what it well, it's easier to actually define it by what it isn't. Okay. Uh, it's not an instrument. It's not a musical instrument. It's not a mineral. Oh, doth mine ears deceive me from below the bar? Pops canister. <laughs> yes, sorry about yeah, that. That's all right. What you uh, what are you drinking tonight, Just Robert? Just a Heineken Zero tonight. Oh, sans cans. Sans cans. Very, very cold. Yeah. Are you, how are you coping with the warm weather and the booze? Because they they don't often the twain shall meet, but they do t- they do meet. The twain meet. I mean, I I I'm, I like the period where it just does finally feel like the sun's gone. Nah, that's enough for today. There is a period around seven or eight. Yeah. When you go outside and you go, oh, thank thank God, normal. Well, now you can, then that's the moment you can open your windows. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Back to what an arbor isn't. Right. Okay. Sorry, but I, I but I, I do like to have a glass of wine about that time. I was just oh, that's nice. That. Thank you. Uh, when the sort of coolness on the lips matches the coolness in the air and on the hips, yes, and on the hips. Mm. Um, yes, an arbor also isn't an electronic device. No, it's not a sport. Um, it's not a historical figure. Um, it's not a fruit. It's not a weapon. And that really only leaves uh, a kind of wooden frame that you would uh, have in a in a garden. I don't want, to, please God, don't want to get mixed up with a pergola, because they are often intertwined. But an ar- an arbor is um, well, it's all those things. I'm not going to go through what it isn't again. <laughs> what what pergola? 
Yeah, a pergola is like that wooden crisscross frame without a roof that you sometimes have outside that doesn't is, actually provide shelter. Isn't that a pagoda? Um, well, I can't go through what a pagoda and a pergola <laughs> oh, a isn't. A pergola, yeah, there's a pergola, P-E-R-G-O-L-A. Yeah. And a pagoda, kind of very similar if you ask me. Pagoda versus pergola, here we go, looked it up in my mind. Oh, one of the great fights in boxing history. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is the difference between a pagoda, pagoda, and a pagoda? There's three. Um, I mean, I won't go into it now. It's a fairly long uh, sort of blog entry there. But look it up. Yeah, and what's an, an arbor? I think is more of an arch, maybe, or it's where you have a seat involved. Anyway, it doesn't really matter because they're all sort of manifestations of the same human desire. <laughs> yes, which is the desire for. Uh, wooden structures outdoors. And we haven't even got to gazebos yet. Uh, And we we never will. We never will. We never will get to gazebos. But amongst pagodas, pagolas, arbors and gazebos, uh, you will find Robin and I here at the Moon Underwater discussing our week in pubs. And uh, also should point out our episode with Johnny White Really Really is available now. And next week, our interview is with Mark Steele. It's very special because it's our first live Moon Underwater in a while where we allowed the moon underwater to reveal itself in the other realm, didn't we? Very briefly. Mm, mm, In the physical realm. And Mark was great company, so we do hope you enjoy that. But Robin, to the task in hand, to the titular task, Mm. your week in pubs, go. My week in pubs, my pub in weeks. Well, I was in Bedford at the weekend and went to a very fine pub there, the Three Cups. And it was very good because I think they had four ales on only one of which was over 4%. Now, that I do like. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a really nice beer called Hophead, but not to be confused with the Dark Star one. Oh, but really? By, by Brewster's Brewery. So Brewster's Brewing Company was founded by Sarah Barton in 1998, and she took the name Brewster's as it was an old English word for a female brewer. But, uh, uh, yeah, Hophead, 3.6. It's got these lovely, like, Aubrey Beardsley kind of Art Nouveau-style pump clips. And it's one of these, like, nice golden beers, which is, you know, sometimes like a really nice kind of gold beer sometimes has that slightly bitter, sour taste at the end. Yes. It was very smooth. Didn't have that. It reminded me of the glory days of, you know, Bath Ale's Spa. Oh, the glory days of Bath Ale's Spa. Do they still do spa? I don't think they do. What? But it was it was just such a brilliant kind of refreshing summer drink that... Oh, and how many refreshing summer drinks did you have? Four or five. Oh, I'm just looking um, the three cups up in my mind. It seems to have some sort of ski lift paraphernalia in the garden. Oh, yeah, it used to have that, but that was the smokers area. But it doesn't have that anymore. Oh, right. So you go out and smoke in one of those kind of ski lift things. That's something. amazing. Like yeah. the little sort of what you would, the little cabin you would go up the wire to the slopes in. Yeah. Yeah, a, a ski lift. Yeah. But uh, that was a fabulous pub. Uh, And yeah, what about your week in pubs and your pub in weeks? Well, a lot of my week in pubs has been a sort of pub in my own lounge. Yeah. Which at times has runneth over somewhat. (laughs) Your cup overfloweth. Overfloweth into the Riesling hours. Oh, no. um, Causing some distress. The Um, age of Riesling. The age of Riesling. Yeah, or what's the opposite of the age of Riesling? Age of... Chardonnay chaos. The, the age of Chardonnay chaos. Yeah, I sort of over-egged my own cake for the first time in many a year. 
Yeah. Just sort of caught up with me because some of these reasonings are very, very drinkable. Mm. Um, but I did have a, a nice trip to the pub with our friend Phil. Oh, nice, yeah. And we went to uh, Plaquemine Lock. How did we find out that was should be pronounced? I don't think it is Plaquemine. I think it's pronounced differently. Plaquemine. Plaquemine. I think it might be Plaquemine. Uh, but either way, the Plaquemine Lock in De Beauvoir in London near Angel, which was superb, had a couple of pints of their sort of hazy IPA, 4.1%. Very, very pleasing. We then moved on to the Old Red Lion, just down from Angel Station. And it's a pub I've seen a lot. It's got quite an impressive bright red outside with some neon paraphernalia. Mm. And it's, um, I think it's an old theatre pub, but it is a very old pub. Um, it, there's a plaque on the wall that says, who wrote The Rights of Man? Was it Thomas Paine? Thomas Paine, yeah. yeah, that he maybe wrote a bit of it in there. Okay, got got too pissed and couldn't finish it. I'm, I'm just going to confirm uh, how old it is. The Pints of Man. The Pints of Man, maybe. Mm. Um, okay, so um, unlike most pubs, when, <laughs> when you go on the old Red Lion's website in your mind yeah. and click on About Us, you, that, you, that you can then click in your mind... On the his- history of the pub, yeah. Instead of giving you like a two-paragraph pricey in your mind, it's a twenty-four-page uh, downloadable Word document. Oh, great! <laughs> so, just I can't really give you the the sort of the edited highlights. That's great. It's a real essay. I mean, that's longer than my thesis, <laughs> but it, its roots trace back to fourteen fifteen, uh, growth of Islington. Peasant's Revolt, <laughs> um, Tudor and Stuart times. Most people will be going on that website to try and find the menu. So Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll come to the menu in a sec. Oh, oh, hang on. You, no, no, you do this first. But I, I, I've got a, a fun game you can do in pubs to do with menus. Oh, that's good. Well, anyway, the old red line takes back a long way. And there's an awful lot of information available on, on its history. That's good. And it's got a theatre upstairs, which still is sort of performing at Fringe Theatre and Independent Theatre, which is superb news. Mm. What I loved about it... Well, what, one thing that's quite funny is that I went during the heatwave... And it was sweltering. And we sat down and realised the radiators were on full. Oh, my God. And I said to the barman, I said, do you know the radiators are on? And he stood there with, like, three fans pointing at him. Yeah. He was like, what? So he made a phone call, and it turned out that a gas engineer had come to check their heating system that day and turned all the radiators on to check that the gas was working and left them on. <laughs> Christ almighty. I bet Phil enjoyed that. Oh, Phil... Phil loved the discussion about whether I should mention to the barman that the radiators ah, are off. Phil was sitting there sweating, I bet. Just better to not complain. Yeah, I had a superb pint of Guinness, absolutely top draw stuff. And then because it was getting quite it was quite hot, I, I actually had a pint of Balmers. Fair enough. But the food there is like a burrito menu. Ooh. And I was a little bit I loved the pub, but it does have quite a sort of I don't really know how to describe the interior. It's slightly, like, run down, but in a nice way. It's not, like, dirty. It's just you get the impression that every celebration they've had there, sort of one of the items of decoration has just sort of not been taken down. So it's, like, (laughs) 
it's sort of a, it's gathered bunting from birthdays and Halloween and Christmas and stuff. So it's kind of like a bit ramshackle, maybe a bit kind of yeah, but not sort of sort of self consciously ramshackle. Mm. It's like what a lot of Green King pubs are trying to recreate. <laughs> yeah, is, is what it is. Okay, um, but they're sort of too clean. Yeah, if you know what I mean. But again, just to emphasize the 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 place wasn't dirty; <laughs> it just had that feel of a slightly sort of grungy vibe. So crazy crap on the wall, but yeah, in crazy a good way. crap on the wall. But um, the burritos were superb, best burrito I've ever had. And I had uh, an extra hot chili paneer masala uh, burrito that blew my face off, and and then had consequences elsewhere. Yes, you texted me in the morning. I did text you in the morning. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd, I thoroughly recommend a trip to the old Red Lion if anyone's about an angel. And what an area for pubs it's turning out to be. Mm. Love exploring an, an, an angelic pubs. Hello, fans of Pub and Pint. I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and now, for the first time, a podcast host. I know that the moon underwater is used to sighing for its letters, so I think you'll love my new podcast that's all about writing letters. It's called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. So with that, I'll sign off with Yours Sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy an episode of my podcast soon. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But Robin, what's this menu game? <laughs> it's a great game uh, me and my girlfriend came up with where you think of a pub. It kind of helps if it's one you know, and you have to guess the menu. You know, because um, there's always you, there's always going to be your burgers. There's always going to be your fish and chips. There might be a pie. But then you're getting to kind of, do they have a sausage roll? You know. So how is it played like su- sudden death? No, you just you, you play it until you get it right. Right, it's an odd game. <laughs> it's a good game, though. But how do you win the game? You don't win it. Right. You just have to guess the menu. Is it a game or is it a chat? It's a chat, really, yeah. yeah. it's a sort of chat. I like it. Yeah, yeah. White bait? 
I bet they've got white bait. It's a white bait kind of pub. You know, there's all the, you know, it brings in all these kind of discussions. I think you should go backwards and forwards and get a point every time you get one right. I mean, we could, we should try to formalise it, but... First to ten. First to ten, yeah. But obviously extra points for more detail, you know, aioli, you know, uh, stuff like that. Well, I don't think you could just have chips wouldn't count. It would have to be skin on fries, beer battered, triple cooked chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moving Mountains be- Veggie Burger. Oh, was a good they one. have that at my local golf club. Mm. It's, it's actually so much like meat the first time I had it, I, I sent it back. Really? Yeah, it's it's quite disturbing, actually. It's disturbing. I've ha- I must have had that burger 30 or 40 times. I'm still slightly suspicious it's meat. Wow. It's so good that it's disturbing. Yeah. Uh, disturbingly like flesh should be their <laughs> um, sales pitch. So I've been to two pubs the twain. You went to the Three Cups, uh, but what have our listeners been up to? Because I heard, and I'm not sure whether you were sighing because of the heat, whether you were sighing for the mist mail, because it did sound like a sort of, quite a stifled moan, really. Well, the air's so hot, the sigh barely gets out before it kind of evaporates. Mm. Um, But we've got some lovely correspondence from the Moon Underwater Social Club uh, this week on the Weekend Pubs, um, where every week we ask a different pub-based topic. If you don't want to miss out, head to moonunderpod.com and sign up to our Patreon page. Uh, This week we wanted to hear about what you'd love to have attached to a pub. Yes, because we were talking about... What did you mention? Because I went to a place that had a fish and chip window on one side and a pub on the other. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I've been to a pub in Dingle that's also a bike repair shop. Yes. Oh, and Beowulf, the Beowulf place? Yeah, Beowulf in Falmouth. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Edwards Bunn says, a pub with a record shop with a listening booth Mm. would be perfect for both patrons and the pater of the pub. Think about it. You quaff a pint whilst perusing the racks. Perusing the racks, looking for that very record that could quench your musical thirst in the same way that a pint does. That's a very good idea. I love listening booths. You don't get listening booths anymore, really, do you? I was just, you know, no, I remember they used to have them at uh, sort of Virgin Mega Stores and stuff, where you could put a CD in a CD player and listen to it on the headphones. This seems so quaint in in retrospect. What would it? What would the name be of a of an, a record shop pub? What would be a good punning name? Um, bar, bar is good, bar because a bar is a bar of music, and uh, you know, and also uh, a bar that you drink at. So, w- what would it be called? Bar, bar, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> take it to the bridge. Yes, if the pub was on on a bridge. Yeah, the the gatefold arms. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, mm. the sixty eight, twelve inch, twelve inches. The 12 inch, 12 inches. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. This is a great one from Charlie Steele, which has a kind of uh, a hint of partridge about it. A classic car museum. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. You spent all night in the pub chatting shite about Morris Miners and the short lived Ford Corsair. You then take a left at the bar through a velvet curtain. <laughs> Lovely detail. It's dark initially, but the. <laughs> It reminds me of the partridge going, they're not dead, but I am. <laughs> the vast in front of you reveals a mass of old cars, alphas through to cigartos and everything in between, even an ambassador, Austin Ambassador Wyreg. That's a John Shuttleworth reference. Uh, don't keep asking me why, Reg. It's just the year it was made. <laughs> Among- <laughs> Amongst all the old cars is a perfect nook, leather seating, right between an earlier Citroen DS. <laughs> 
1967 facelift with the circular headlights and the Vauxhall PA Cresta IPA you could have that was used in the video for, for Ghost Town by the specials. You sip your pint, argue about the intricacies of BMW chassis numbers from the 70s and 80s, and everything is right with the world. Love that, Charlie. That's very good. I've been watching quite a lot of YouTube videos about Sierra Cosworths, and in in one of them they go to an auction in an aircraft hangar, and the auction is held under Concorde. So all these guys... Under Concorde? They're they're sat under Concorde, who are surrounded by all these cars. They obviously wanted to do it in Concorde, but weren't allowed. (laughs) You can do it under if you want. Yeah. Uh, No, that sounds fantastic. I would love to sit in the Recaro seats of a Ford Sierra RS500 and, you know, neck a pint without getting any on the interior. Yeah. Have you tried to fry an egg on your car in the heat wave? No. Can you, I, can you do... I'm not sure it's as easy as you think. No. I remember a video of someone trying to do it in Death Valley and it doesn't really work. I remember Tony Target on Points West used to try and do it every year. Did he? Yeah. What, what time of year, though? <laughs> <laughs> he lost his mind and started yeah. trying to do it in the winter. Every single day. And then moved to, <laughs> then moved to scrambled. Um... Mark Thomas says, a pub with an adjacent recording studio has my vote. Have a, lo- have a lovely beer, put down a take. Have another lovely beer and put down a worse take that you can now convince yourself is the best thing ever committed to tape. I think that's quite a nice idea, recording studio with a bar. Well, Robin, you are a musician. Uh-huh. You have been to many a recording studio and a practice room. Obviously, in the 60s and 70s, a lot of people were making music under the influence of and I apologise for my language, Das Doobie, uh, and also uh, harder drugs. What's the, what's it like recording music when you're getting more drunk as the evening goes on? What does, it, does it sound bad when you listen back to it, the drunk you get, or does it sound better? Well, I think there is a point where it can help confidence, mm. but there is also a point where it, it can, you know, s- stop ability. Does the guitar slur... Yeah, I think it definitely does. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, who, I'm trying to think of a, a, a real pisshead. I mean, Guided by Voices, They, I mean, their Wikipedia, Wikipedia page is absolutely hilarious. Can I just read a little bit from my mind? Yes. Um, yeah, this is a little description of their kind of uh, live set from the kind of mid-90s. The band surprised early audiences accustomed to the generally shambling lo-fi and collage-like quality of the records with their energetic live shows featuring Pollard's, uh, Robert Pollard's homegrown rock theatrics, uh, Mitch Mitchell's windmilling and chain-smoking, bassist Greg Demo's striped pants and a never-ending barrage of tunes that all seem to clock in under 90 seconds and prodigious alcohol consumption all round. So they were getting absolutely razzed every gig. Wowzers. And still able to perform. Yeah, and they, to remember so many songs. I don't know how they do it. Muscle men. Muscle men. Yeah, muscle men. Um, yeah, but yeah, recording while under the influence of, of, of booze. Let's see if we've got any more here. Uh, what have I done with it? Oh, yeah. Richard Gill, or Richard Jill, says, My wife is from the west of Ireland, where most of the pubs have dual functions. 
In her hometown, there are three pubs with little grocery shops attached. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, great for post-pub munchies and takeaway cans. A newsagent and chemist shop, to name a few. The most unusual, though, is there are two pub undertakers in the town. The White House and Bollands, both are brilliant pubs, and who better to bury you than an Irish landlord? Wow. That's a, that's crazy. I don't mind that one bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, to, I mean, is a coffin going to come out as you're kind of in there having a drink? Well, from what I remember of the fantastic book Dublin Pub Life and Law by uh, Kevin C. Kearns, the funeral was a big pub moment. I think it's less the case now, but certainly I think in Ireland and to a certain extent in England, you still get the odd wake in a pub sometimes. But I think it's a I think, you know, sort of coffins in the pub is certainly quite a feature. Yeah. I mean, thinking of the the wire when a kind of police officer died and they have the wake in the pub, wouldn't they? In the Irish pub and that. And there is a story about because there's quite a lot of talk in the book about how people would get round the sort of pubs closing on a Sunday and the sort of quite restrictive licensing. And I think it was the grave diggers where they, they backed on to a, uh, a, a cemetery. Yeah, yeah. There's a pub in Edinburgh, the Athletic Arms, but everyone calls it the diggers. Well, and was... they had a little hatch out the back that they would leave pints of Guinness for the people digging the graves on a on a hot day. Mm. Um, should we have one more? One Room for one more, Mrs Wembley. Ben Saunders says I'd like a pub with a lift that takes you up to an observation tower a few hundred feet up with with 360 degree views people can play there's my house or just have a contemplative moment and you can see the night sky too so that everyone can share their little snippets of constellation knowledge and point out the ISS that's a nice idea it's a nice idea I mean they built that uh, observation deck in Brighton and I think it's a bit of a white elephant Oh, yeah? Well, the last time I checked on sort of general public feeling towards it. You don't really hear about it much anymore, but they built this massive circular UFO-type tower. Okay. I'm not sure I'd want to go up in a lift after sort of five or six pints. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a very funny comedian do a bit about being in a... revolving bar but the joke is it's kind of revolving forwards so you keep like losing your beer <laughs> that's quite funny um yeah anyway thanks so much for everyone who wrote in with their suggestions there that was very very funny yes and thank you for joining us for this week in pubs as we said johnny white's episode is now up mark Steele's episode comes next and if you want to get involved with coming to live shows some of which will be in edinburgh but more about that next week Uh, If you want to hear ad-free extended eps, if you want to join the Moon Underwater Social Club, then head over to moonunderpod.com and click through to our Patreon page where you can support this pub and all who sail on the uh, for just £6 a month. So until next week, bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. 